everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream, and I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of starting off season two with Ms. Rihanna Campbell, a business coach from the United States, and I'm so excited to be able to hear her story and share her story with the world. So hi, how are you, Rihanna? Thank you for inviting me. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here and share my, my story with you. I'm so excited to hear it and just be able to have this juicy conversation because we never know what it leads to. So um, <laughs> this is going to be the, the best half hour of the day. So um, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know a little bit more about you and what you do. Yeah, so I am a business coach. I specialize mostly in the real estate side. So I help a lot of real estate professionals um, build their businesses. So anywhere from real estate agents who want to build a team and kind of build a business under a broker or people who want to venture out and start their own brokerage firm. I, I help property management companies. That's most of the, the experience that I have in my life is with property management. So helping a lot of property management company owners um, build their businesses as well. I have real estate investors. I have people who manage um, all types of different investments. You know, I help mostly real estate investors, but I've also helped a lot of people who are just getting started to build their business. So people who have a full-time job who want to venture out and have like a little side hustle, but really build it into something significant to make six figures. Um, so I've worked with, I've worked with a, a variety of different people um, building all types of things. Love it, love it. And Rihanna and I were just talking before we started recording this podcast interview and she has some gems to show for you guys. because You know, I'm all here for allowing our women to brag about themselves, brag about your accomplishments, brag about things that you've done, because if you don't give yourself praise, who else will? Exactly. Self-love. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so just walk us through a little bit of your journey. How did you get started? Um, and how many years have you been doing this? Just just give us all the tea, all the tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got started in real estate um, back in 2004. So this was like right before the mortgage crisis. And it was so easy to get a loan. And I was like a, a mortgage loan officer. So I was helping people buy houses. And it was like, it was really nice. <laughs> My commission checks are really good. And then the crash happened and everything just went downhill real fast. And so I had to get a J-O-B, a regular job. Mm -hmm. And I worked at that job for a couple of years and decided I really needed to do something else. I'm really an entrepreneur at heart. So I wanted to start my own business. Oh, and so <laughs> I started, yeah, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to get in my real estate education. I'm going to find out what else is out there for me, what else I can do in real estate and decided I was going to start my business. So I started my business right in the midst of the crisis in 2008. And originally I was like, oh, I'm going to do some wholesaling and which is another form of investing. And um, I, I ended up meeting a whole bunch of real estate investors and realized that there was such a huge need that they had for some support because they were going through the worst of it. Um, and so I started helping them and that kind of thrust me into property management. And then I took that property management company and made it into a lot of things. I mm -hmm. did property management. I did sales. I did construction. I was flipping. I did investing. I did all sorts of things. But mm -hmm. when you're going at that pace, super, super fast, 
Um, I grew the company really quickly, but I was getting so burnt out and it was just Mm -hmm. too much for me. And I decided um, that it was time for me to go in another direction. And then divine timing happened and I ended up getting pregnant. And then that was like my, that was my out. That was my time where I had to really evaluate what I was doing with my time. And, uh, and so that forced me to really think about things in a different way. And I sold my business and then decided I was going to use my knowledge and experience to help other people grow their businesses. So that's what I'm focused on now is helping, helping other real estate entrepreneurs grow their business to the levels that I was able to grow to. So, I mean, I built a multi-million dollar company. Um, so now I help people do the same thing. I love it. And just being able, people don't realize being able to wear all of these different mini hats, like all the different things that you have done, you didn't even know that what leads you to this point in your life and to this new business venture. So it's like, right. I always look at that. Everything that I'm doing now, everything that I did in the past, all the skills that I've learned, all the things that I've picked up, they're leading to something greater something better another point in my life and I think that's what a lot of people you know don't realize like use everything to your advantage because someday it's going to pay off in the long run yeah yeah I think it it took me a while to realize that too that I had this internal superpower that I didn't realize I had I had a skill set that I didn't realize other people didn't have, you know, when, when you're in the midst of doing something and you're doing it really well and you look around, mm-hmm. you think that other people can do the same thing, but they can't. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's surprising. And you, when you really start to understand that you start to notice like, wow, this is like, this is just me. This is like mm-hmm. me really in my element and right. other people can't do things in the way that I do it. So I have, I've, I've been able to recognize that I have a gift of understanding business in a way that a lot of people don't. And so when people want to start a business, they, they're excited about it. They want to do something on their own. They want to be their own boss, but they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And so mm-hmm. I help people navigate what could be really detrimental because businesses don't make money for, you know, when you first get started, it starts right. to make money over time, but mm-hmm. you have to know the nuances of how that works. And I realized very early on that that was my gift. That was my superpower. That's the thing mm-hmm. that I do really well. So, awesome. you got to find what you are good at and ride the wave, literally. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what would you say um, have been some of your biggest obstacles? Um, being a woman and being a woman in business, I know that you said, you know, you got pregnant, things had to shift, and there was a lot of changes in your life. What would you say have been um, including that, if you want to speak on that, or some other obstacles as well that you've had to encounter during this time. Yeah, so my first big obstacle was I got pregnant in high school, um, and that just sets you on a path of poverty from a very early age. It's like you're not even legal, and you have another human being that you have to take care of. Right. That is a huge responsibility, and you know, I had a job that was paying me minimum wage, and I just had to make it work. Um, But when you start off in poverty, it really, you can either flail or you can really grind and you just Mm -hmm. have to, you know, when you are in that position where you're, you're really trying to take care of someone else, a lot of, I've seen a lot of amazing people step up and really grind and get it done and do the work. And I knew that I wasn't going to let that hold me back from being successful in life. I just had to figure out 
timing and what was going to work best mm-hmm. and when I can actually step out. So, you know, when I first graduated from high school, I didn't go, I mean, I went to college, but I had to drop out because it was just too expensive for me to right. be able to manage, you know, working full-time and going to school full-time. Um, but then I knew that that was just temporary and I can kind of figure out when I can go back. And so when my daughter turned five and she went to elementary school and I didn't have to pay for childcare full-time, that was my moment that I was like, okay, it's right. time for me to go back to school. It's time for me to get my degree. It's time for mm-hmm. me to, you know, really get started. And that process led me to kind of those first initial steps, just like we were talking about those first initial steps that kind of led me to the bigger thing. Um, but those mm-hmm. little milestones, those little stepping stones um, started me on that path. Um, so that was like, I mean, that was a huge, huge obstacle, a huge boulder that I had to right. overcome and figure out how to get past in order for me to get to the success level that I have now. I love it. I love it. Um, no, that is definitely something that is huge, especially for women. Like, I mean, we're always told, oh, don't get pregnant this, don't do this, and don't do that. You're going to mess up your life. And it's like, you know, there's a lot on us, like a lot of stress because it's like our lives can change instantly when it can be so much different for a man. Like they're going to keep on going and doing what they need to do with their life. But for women, we have to make so many sacrifices. And I think that is the key thing. It's like we kind of sometimes have to put our our dreams on hold and um, make these sacrifices to be able to provide for what we have right now. And I think that is a, a good message that you just shared is that it doesn't have to be a forever thing. You just have to kind of, when those pockets come, you have to be able to be ready to take advantage. And it shows that you were ready because a lot of people, you know, they just kind of feel like, okay, this is my destiny now. I really can't do much, but you really took advantage of what was to come. Um, What would you say, like, I know that you shifted gears over time and I know that things changed in perspective when you became a mother, how would you say your definition of success has changed over time? So what's interesting is um, I think we all chase this wild American dream of being rich. Mm -hmm. And that for me was success. My, My level of success was, you know, I had money in my bank account and, you know, like that, that had the value to me. Um, mm-hmm. what I'm realizing now is, um, when I look back, I, I mean, I feel it now too, but you know, we want success and we want it now, you know, we right. just have to have it now. And no it just, it, wants to wait for no one wants to wait. We just want instant <laughs> gratification. Like, I mean, and, and when you turn around, you're just like, I've been busting my butt. Where is mm-hmm. it? Where is yes. the money? Where I'm like, I'm slaving away at this point. Where mm-hmm. is the dollar? And that can be really stressful that, you know, you put yourself under so much pressure and anxiety. Um, But what I've noticed, especially recently, is everything works out. Everything always moves in the right direction. It's not always easy, but sometimes you have to take pause and cultivate something. And so when I look back at the time when I got pregnant and had a baby, I wasn't able to, you know, 
be success, like at that point, success was graduating from college. Like that mm -hmm. level of success, I had to put on pause and cultivate this new human being that I had in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And when I look at what I was able to grow and, and now my daughter um, is 23, when I look at what I was able to grow, um, I had to take that time to cultivate it at the beginning. Like I had to take that time to really set the scene and you know really grow her into something great. And she's an amazing human being. And honestly, like she's one of the people that motivate me the most and keep me on track and um, you know who I talk to the most frequently. Like, but I wouldn't have had that had I not really taken the time and energy to pour into her at that very very early stage. And then after that, it was cultivating the business, right? So when I first got started in the business, I wasn't making any money. I was just like, oh, you know, if I can make a couple dollars, that would be great. And I just poured my energy into it. And then it became wildly successful at the end of it. You know, it's like right. the last several years of, of that business before I sold it was really amazing and was really successful and grew into this thing really fast. But the, those beginning stages it's like you're working hard, but you're not getting the results that you think you should be getting, but it's right. all working behind the scenes. And what you don't see is what's happening. It's this momentum that you're building that you don't see that you don't see how you're pouring energy into something and how it's reciprocating because it's not instantaneous. And so mm -hmm. I think one of the things I really try to remind myself of now is that the work that I put into it will result in something. The more energy I pour into it and the more attention I give it will result in something. It's not going to be when I want it to, but mm -hmm. it will be over time. And so having patience to get to that place that I'm trying to get to, I think is probably the most important thing and changing my, my mindset around success and what success looks like for me um, is also part of that and not stressing myself out and putting this undue pressure on myself to have this success. And, and part of that is like ego driven, right? It's mm -hmm. like, we want to not just be successful. We want to show everyone that we're successful yes. too. Like, you know, it like- It was better to show it than to have all of these material things, like exactly. the Mercedes, the Bentley, the big house, all of that. <laughs> we want to be able to say like, you know what? I've been doing something I've right. been doing it. I, I've been doing, like I've, I've, and especially when you start a business and you're, you're a business owner, people want to see, okay, you've been, you know, you say you own this business, but you don't look like anything's changing. Like you want to show people that you know what you're talking about, you know what you're doing. And so, you know, that need to kind of show people that you're intelligent or smart right. or, you know, um, whatever you're trying to do. Especially, yes, as women, especially for years, as a woman. we were told to just take a back seat. You know, these things, um, you don't belong in these type of rooms. You don't deserve this type of power. And it's kind of like the world is shifting now. And we're Absolutely. kind of like hopping onto that now and trying to take it and ride that wave and build it into something bigger and build yeah. it into something that is classified as normal. Because even if people still, you know, we have women power, we have a, our first female vice president like this right. is a, a different time for sure yeah. um but still a lot of people don't you know they don't see women as powerful figures or someone who should be holding 
places of power and be able to give a lot of value in that sense. You know, there's still yeah. a lot of people in the world that believe that. I mean, that's so true. But I also feel that about me. Like I, I, it took me a while and actually I'm just starting to come to a space where I feel like I can play ball with the big people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that was challenging for me um, for especially the last year is my industry when I go into, and not just real estate in general, but when I talk to brokers and people who own their own business, most of that is made up by white men. I see a yeah. lot of white men in that industry. And so when I go into these conferences and I, I'm like one of few black people there and yes. I'm one of few black women there. Um, mm -hmm. And so when you're not well represented, you start to really think about whether or not you belong. And what mm -hmm. I had to convince myself was- You so belong. I belong, but not just that, Half those people don't have the, the level of intelligence that I have. Right. Half those exactly. people don't even have the gift that I have. And I have to exactly. position myself to be, be confident enough with the gift that I have to say, I should be there and they need me. Not just be okay. there, but I should be there and they need me to be there. They need to see my face. They need mm -hmm. to see some diversity. And they also right. need to see that I'm coming with something, that I actually have something to offer and they can learn from me. So I don't have to sit there and play golf with them, <laughs> but I can, actually, I can bring something to the table and they'll respect what I bring to the table if I can show the gift that I have. So I think that's right. important as women, as we go into these spaces, when we don't see ourselves and there's no example of what we can aspire to be, we have to set the tone for other people behind us. And I think that's really important. Right. And there's so many buts in um, the female industry when it comes to being in places of power, just because you want to be powerful and assertive, but you don't want to be too aggressive. Right. You want to be um, bring your feminine instinct, but you don't want to be too soft or too meek. It's, it's yeah. a lot of that going on. And it's kind of confusing. It's confusing it for is. Me because we're like, OK, like, what am I supposed to do? Where is that happy medium? Where is that in between? Like, how do you create that? If this is, this is me, I'm not being aggressive, but you're taking me as aggressive. Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so you know like a, a male figure can come and they can like curse out the room. They can boss it. it. I know. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think one of the things that, and I, I feel like Oprah talks about this all the time, which is authenticity, right? If we come with our authentic self, regardless of what other people have to say, we are being mm -hmm. true to ourselves. And I think yeah. we just need to understand that, you know, people aren't going to like us all the time. Not, like we, everyone we're not is not going to like you. Everyone <laughs> is not going to like you. And we're not here to people please either. We're here because we're on a mission. We have things that we need to do in life. We have gifts that we need to share with the world and we just have to get it done. And not everyone's mm -hmm. going to like the way that we do it and how we approach it. But at the end of the day, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we'll know. Right. So let's talk about your industry in a, a little bit. How is it for women in your industry, especially in the real estate space? Because I know a lot of women want to, the term in today's decade is generational wealth. And like we, um, you shared earlier about how things, you know, it takes time to cultivate and grow things. And the way I like to say it is, um, if it comes fast, it'll leave, it'll, it'll leave just as fast. Um, I'm in the long run to build something that's sustainable and that's what I try to do, especially with my clients as well. It's like, you have to realize like nothing's gonna, nothing good is gonna come really quick. If you wanna build something that's gonna last, it's gonna take a while 
to build that. Like, just think about it like a house. Like, if if the house goes up in two days, I'm not sure it was it, it meant any type of code at all. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's hard. So about your industry in that sense. Yeah. Being so able to build that. Real estate is interesting. Um, and I mean, I've been lucky enough to be a part of the real estate industry for such a long period of time. So I see mm-hmm. so much potential and so much opportunity um, when it comes to investing. You know, some people play the stock market. Some people, yeah. you know, it's like everyone has their thing. Um, I, I loved real estate from a very young age. And, and, you know, that was kind of a natural transition for me when, um, mm-hmm. when I decided to go into that field. Um, so going into real estate, I definitely see the opportunity and the possibility for what that could bring to not just myself, but my family. Um, and when I think of it, um, I also think of it not from a local perspective, but from a global perspective. So, you know, me personally, like, I, I love that. Think big, think bigger yes, than your I, neighborhood. I mean, Bigger yeah, even for your country. Huge, huge. I mean, I, I'm starting to look at real estate opportunities, not just here, but in other countries. Like, it would be amazing if my family owned real estate everywhere. Like, what, mm-hmm. you know, what's to stop us from traveling the world if we have a house mm-hmm. in Italy or in a house in Africa and a house in India? And like, what, like, I think one of the things that we tend to do is we restrict ourselves and put ourselves in a box. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but when you think of things, there are companies who are, who only think globally. And why can't we as individuals think to that level too? Right. Like we have to we be have able the to. the ability think. now, you can, you can go look at a piece of land and not even have to be there. Exactly. Google Maps. <laughs> Google, Maps. <laughs> Google Earth. All yes. the things. All the things Google will show you so much information. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, there's just, there's so much potential for us to build wealth and to build something. And, you know, when you think of even the, your first home purchase, like that's a big deal. Like being able right. to purchase a home and give your family a something solid you is amazing. And so, you know, being able to pass that down, people have been doing it for generations. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some of the biggest known wealthiest people in this world, in this, in this country, especially own land and their family has owned land for years. Um, right. And so, I love land too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So being able to gift that um, along to future generations is, is an amazing thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I've seen even like my, my, uh, I have a friend of mine who, um, whose family, his grandfather purchased a huge piece of land um, in their country and, um, you know, gave it to the, his children. And he had, I don't know, six or seven children, and then all of them split it up. But it's been family land that they give generation after generation. And so now they're trying to figure out how to make sure that they can maintain that that property because so many people are flocking to the country and buying up everything. And so, you know, it's like being able to take that legacy and pass it along. The one thing you know for sure when you own a piece of land is you always have a place to live. You're right. never homeless, right? right. Um, you always have something that you can fall back on. And 
you know, housing prices are going to keep going up and rent is going to keep going up and things are going to get more expensive. But when you own it, you own it. When you right. own it, it's no you. more rent. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You, know, you gotta pay taxes, but you know. <laughs> you gotta pay taxes and you gotta maintain it. But when it's yours, it belongs to you. That's that's an amazing gift to pass along to mm-hmm future generations. And if, you know, if you can do that for other people in your life, if you can do that for your kids um, and they can continue to pass down that legacy to their kids, I mean, that would be amazing. Most definitely. Uh, I don't know why my body decides to have really bad allergies today. <laughs> yep, spring is upon us now. Yes. You're in Florida, yes. so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> all the time oh my gosh everything's always blooming it seems like but yeah so um what would you say as we're you know kind of wrapping up in a sense what would you say are some things that you would share with the younger audience the younger female audience um in terms of different lessons that you've learned let's say your top three lessons that you've learned throughout your entire journey Yeah. So one of the things I talked to my daughter, my 23 year old daughter, the older one, one of the things I talked to her about um, a lot is finding your own path and using your gifts. Um, I think we're all born with, uh, with a gift, um, with something that we're supposed to give to the world, um, something that we're supposed to share and finding that path is something that we should all go through. And some of us, figure it out really early. And some of us figure out, figure it out later in life. But when we follow that path and when we really figure out who we are and what we have to give to the world and, and we start to give, that will bring us the joy and the happiness that we want um, to really have a fulfilling life. I see so many people that are unhappy. I see people who are depressed right now, especially. Um, It's crazy right now. It's crazy. And I see people at jobs that they hate. Um, And I think- For 30 years plus. (laughs) Exactly. We get so caught up in the idea of what society wants us to do and we don't Mm -hmm. listen to ourselves. Um, Right. And I think it's really important. And listen to our bodies too, because health is important. Some people take- their job more serious than their own health. And I, I don't think, absolutely. I think that's so backwards. It absolutely is. It's so terrible. And I mean, and, and the thing is like, I get it, you know, we have to make a living, but mm-hmm. I think one of the things that happens when, especially like I'm, I, I, when I sold my business, I realized mm-hmm. after that, um, that my pace changed. When you're used to fast pace, you can't mm-hmm. think, you can't, you can't see anything. You can't, you can't even acknowledge some of your gifts. It takes right. you to, it takes a moment for you to slow down. And mm-hmm. once you slow down, you're able to kind of recognize that voice inside of you that's telling you who you are and what you're doing and what mm-hmm. direction you should go and, and what you should be and, and how you should be walking in life and, and those type of things. But when you're going, 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 um, it, can be really challenging. It can be so hard to hear anything, um, which is why people talk about meditating and ways that you can kind of release that. Um, But when you're working at a, when you're working at someone else's clock and someone else's pace, you're always Mm -hmm. moving too fast um, and you need to slow down. And it's really important for you to slow down so that you can really center yourself and figure out what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to bring you the happiness that I think we're all seeking. 
I love it. I love it. So before we wrap up, I do want to give you a chance to just highlight your business. I mean, tell us more about, you know, the things that you do, the services you offer. How can someone contact you for services? What is your ideal client? Just give us the whole spiel. Yeah. So I, um, so one of the things that I started doing um, was working with any entrepreneur who wants to really build their business, whether you're you know, thinking about building your business or you're five years in and you just need to make more money, wherever you are, I have um, a program that I um, put together. And so I've been just talking to people, really it's just like consultation call to just see if what I have to offer is something that would be beneficial. Um, so if you wanna get in touch with me and you wanna have a free one hour consultation with me um, to figure out where you are with your business and what you wanna do and how you can grow it. And I can give you a, a ton of ideas in a one hour time period. You can um, book a call with me and you just need to go to uh, pathtomoreprofits.com. So that's www.pathtomoreprofits.com. And you can get on my calendar and book a call and we can chat for an hour and just see what I can help you, um, see what I can help you with. One of the things that's been really amazing is, you know, with all the experience that I've had over the years, I've learned so many lessons and some very expensive lessons um, on my path to uh, multi-million dollars. And so if, whether you're just getting started and you're at zero or whether you're at a hundred thousand or 200,000 or 2 million, I can try and help you get to the place where you want to be. I love so, it. I love it. And as yeah. always, we'll always have this information in the, the show notes and in any description where this video or podcast episode is posted. And we just want to thank you, Rihanna, for coming on today, for kicking thank off you. season two with us, for having <laughs> such an amazing conversation. Um, I feel like I've made another friend around the world. And showcase and highlight you. So um, we thank everyone once again for tuning in. This is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Mike Schnell, and we'll see you next time.